Behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023 AD. I am Franco Matei, otherwise known as Angry Tiger, and this is the Tiger and the Snake Financial Report. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, 110 years ago, while everybody was celebrating the Christmas holiday, a den of vipers gathered together in the middle of the night, unbeknownst to the nation, to put together a most insidious organization. This organization is called the Federal Reserve, a central bank privately owned to privately run the country and its money supply. Since then, it has created disastrous and abhorrent cycles, from the Farmer's Depression to the Great Depression, cycles of boom and bust that are unnatural to a free economy. They have taken it upon themselves to create money out of thin air, pulling it from the future into the now. This is the basis of their existence through mechanisms such as the Rothschild formula and the Mandrake effect mentioned by G. Edward Griffin. They have created global catastrophes as the boom and bust cycles get bigger and bigger. Today, they wield such power and have manipulated the markets to such a point that John Maynard Keynes could only have dreamt this in his most jubilant of fever dreams. Mm -hmm. As the American household is slowly being strangled by this horrible creature, the snake-headed gypsy tinbenders at the Federal Reserve do have their weaknesses. Something they fear, ladies and gentlemen, the human action and Austrian economics. From Ludwig van Mises to Murray Rothbard, along with Frederick Hayek, they have shown us the way for true economic freedom in this modern era. We have heroes such as Ron Paul. And today, ladies and gentlemen, carrying the torch further, gentlemen like Daniel McAdams and Chris Rosini. There is an alternative to this Keynesian nightmare that we have been placed into. There is hope. Slowly but surely, Austrian economics is finding its way into the mainstream. And we have someone here with us tonight who carries the torch of economic sense and human hope. It's going to be a pearl-button-bangled billy of a show, ladies and gentlemen. So hold on. You have the tiger by the tail. With us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the Tiger and the Snake Financial Report is proud and honored to welcome our guest. When he walks by the Federal Reserve, lightning strikes. Central planners shudder at the mere mention of his name. A true warrior for liberty and individual freedom, crushing authoritarian thinking with his intellectual battle acts of common sense, honed and sharpened by the stone of Austrian economics. Ladies and gentlemen, co-host of the Ron Paul Liberty Report. You can catch him there every Friday. We are proud to welcome Chris Rosini. How are you doing, Chris? What's going on, man? Very, very good. Thank you very much for that amazing intro. I hope I can live up to it, <laughs> but thank <laughs> oh, you very much for that. I'm, I'm, no, I'm sure you're good. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're on my Rumble, it's telling me my Rumble didn't launch. You can go over to the New Prisoners Network and pick it up over there. Uh, sorry about that, Chris. We got a little snafu with our Rumble tonight. but That's all right. um, So welcome to the show. And what I wanted to do, first of all, was uh, say ask you how did you get involved in this whole this whole world that we're living in of, of austrian economics and you know in, in liberty yeah i um i was always interested in financial stuff 
And uh, originally, when I was much younger, I wanted to be a stockbroker. And uh, that was in the 90s. So it was also in the late 90s that I discovered Ron Paul. And uh, he was just a congressman back then. And but boy, boy, did what he, uh, everything he said just resonated with me. And from there, I uh, learned about Lou Rockwell, lourockwell.com, the Mises Institute. And once you find out about those institutions, uh, you know, there's, there's really no going back. So I started reading them. Uh, I guess it's, you know, almost 25 years ago now, my goodness. And uh, so I've, I've had various jobs in my life, but this knowledge that I was, you know, passionate about learning about, uh, I, I couldn't keep it within me. It's uh, I, as I was learning, I'm like, I, I can't just keep this within. I have to speak somehow. It's so, like a fire kind of gets yeah, lit. Yeah, it really is. Inside of you. Yeah, and it is every day of my life. So uh, it's not something that goes away. And, uh, but, you know, so the long, it, it was a long road to, to uh, working with Ron Paul, but, uh, you know, some of the big po goal posts or signposts, I, uh, I started out uh, helping out when Peter Schiff had a radio show, I was helping out with his newsletter. And um, I also started to help out and work with, for about 10 years, uh, the late Robert Wenzel, and uh, who, in my mind, is probably one of the greatest libertarians to ever live, sadly. Absolutely. And, and from there, when I was working with uh, Bob Wenzel, I, um, we were interviewing Daniel McAdams like this. I was the producer for Bob Wenzel's show. And me and Daniel hit it off, we, and we've been friends ever since. And I started to work for Ron Paul around uh, about 10 years ago. Wow. So it's 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 been a great journey, a lot of hard work, but a lot of luck, too. And, uh, you know, I, I try to make the most of every day to keep uh, uh, speaking the words of liberty. Well, hard work pays off. You know, um, I was I was I was lucky enough to uh, to work on both his campaigns. And then in 2012, I was able to shake Ron Paul's hand. Yeah. And that's basically how I got in, involved in this, too. I, I really didn't know. I was, <clears throat> Excuse me. I wasn't into politics too much mm -hmm. and I didn't know I, I knew something was wrong. Right. I knew the two party system. It was a uniparty and and things weren't right. The wars and, 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 you know, I didn't know the value of money or anything. And then I heard Ron Paul speak and it just boom, the floodgates opened. It was like Eureka, this mm -hmm. guy right here. And that led me into Rothbard and and uh, of course, the, the Ludwig von Mises, the human action. You read you read that book and it changes your life, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and I just, it, it was, like you said, it lit a fire in me from there. And that's how I ended up, you know, I got you here. And to me, this is a huge deal. You know, you guys are a legend. And, and I really, I really appreciate everything you guys have done. The hard work, the sacrifice, because this isn't easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not easy. People throw rocks at you all the time. You know, it's, it's, there's pressure. You're, you're working for people and you're trying to perform for them. So mm -hmm. I just want to thank you for, for all the efforts you guys have put in and, you know, we love Ron Paul around here. So it's, a, you know, it's a, it's an honor to have anybody that's involved in his organization on my, my on my show here. So I want to thank you for that. So well, thank you. I want to get into a couple of things here. We've got, <laughs> we got a lot going on economically. We have inflation. They're, they're claiming, okay, it's at 3.8%. Now I don't want to go into, you know, conjecture and all that, but I, I have a feeling it's a lot higher than that. I don't believe the 3.8% <laughs> number, number one. Yeah. And you've got 68% of households are living week to week 
the American consumer is in debt, $17 trillion. And our Federal Reserve, and loan defaults, okay, on, on housing and auto loan defaults are at an all-time high. And since we hit the $30 trillion mark there, the Federal Reserve, we've done the math, is spending a billion dollars an hour. And long behold, the 10-year yield started going up and up and up, and, and the market started reacting. And all of a sudden, we have this thing going on in the Middle East. Another, another war, another war that the bankers, they need to exist. They have to have a reason to exist. So we have a Leviathan government, right? And then we have these wars, which they love because you've got to have a central bank printing money because no country has a war chest, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you, what's your take on what's going on in, in the Middle East right now? Uh, well, it's, it's basically just a continuation of what we've been going through my, virtually my entire life. You know, I could, if I went through each year and tried to figure out when our country was not at war, I'd probably only come up with a few years. So unfortunately we live in an empire and empires, uh, live on fiat money, central bank money printed out of thin air to fund wars. Uh, you know, when, when people are fighting, they're not unifying, you know, towards anything, you know, uh, uh, any, any type of progress, you know, that's why our government keeps us, they slice and dice us into all these different categories and keep people at war with one another. As long as you're fighting over gender and race and this and that and age and every single thing that they come up with, you're not paying attention to the people that are picking your pockets every single day. So right. war is a is something that the empire needs because it keeps everybody, you know, if you're focused on Ukraine, you're not focused on Joe, Joe Biden. If you're focused on Israel, you're not focused on Joe Biden, you know. And, and when I say Joe Biden, I mean everybody behind Joe Biden, obviously not him. He's in bad shape. But uh, <laughs> all the people that use, you know, the government for their own purposes uh, have all of these avenues to keep your focus off of them. And they're very good at it. You know, this is one thing government is, is terrible at every, virtually everything that it promises to do, but it's very, very good at propaganda and destroying things at war. So the Middle East is where unfortunately in another one, this one can lead into something much, much bigger, which I hope and pray that does not occur because that would be a very big tragedy for the human race. But again, these people, they don't really care about that. You know, for them, it may be an opportunity. They become richer, they become more powerful, they take people's liberty away in the name of, you know, some war. So it's a very scary situation if it escalates further uh, than being a local situation that it is right now. Absolutely. You know, I did a report the other day and uh, some of our some of our commands, our military commands are at DEFCON 2. We've been at DEFCON 3 for quite some time. We're in a proxy war with Ukraine. And we're going to be, I mean, for all intents and purposes, we are in a proxy war with Hamas right now because, you know, I think we already we already engaged. We shot down some cruise or with some cruise missiles. We shot down some missiles and stuff. So we're involved in that conflict. And, you know, I, I worry because how many conflicts do they think we can we and we're saber rattling with China over Taiwan. Mm -hmm. How many more conflicts do they need to keep? I mean, I. This is the problem. This, this is our hope, and this is, our, this is also our nightmare. Central planners, they have a folly. They trip over their own shoes all the time. You know? And we can hope 
that they might trip over our shoes in our favor. But that usually doesn't happen. They're tripping over their shoes. They could trip over their shoes and trigger a world war, mm. which I, I, you know, that terrifies me. I have grandkids, you know, and I, I worry about them and I worry about their future. And I worry about them pulling the money from the future into the now, you know, because what's that going to do for them? And this, this perpetual cycle of war, as you said, it never goes away. It doesn't stop. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, you know, that is one, it is like you, you say, there's two sides to this coin. On the one hand, the central planners fail all the time. They are always tripping over themselves, but they go to the next thing. They're very good at going from COVID failure to Ukraine and then from Ukraine failure to Israel. And they just, and then just leave it in the dust. And, you know, I'm just starting a code. We could go back to Iraq. We could go all the way to Korea and Vietnam. This is going, you know, decade after decade. They, it's just forget about what they just put everyone through and let's focus on the next thing that they're going to fail in. And, uh, you know, ultimately we, it, it can ignite a war that they cannot control, you know, I, I could imagine what happens when these people, they have so much power, they think that they, you know, can do whatever they want. And in a lot of cases, they can do whatever they want. A lot of them are above the law. Nothing will happen to them and they know it. So it, the type of arrogance that sets into their minds at that point is that they can handle anything. And that's where they mess, you know, ultimately mess up. They cannot handle the chaos of a world war, you know, if it gets out of hand, we're talking, and a world war now is much, much worse than the previous two world wars. Now we're talking about all nuclear powers. Russia is is the biggest of them, China, and the, the fact that our country is so stupid to pick fights with both of them and the Middle East is, uh, you know, it's it's unbelievable, but, you know, these people are out there. They're, you know, they're delusional. So they think that they can, and they, you know, Johnny Yellen, of course we could we could fight two wars and afford it. You know, how can you have 33 trillion in debt and afford anything? You know, and and when you have this empire mentality, the home, our home, becomes like a nuisance for them. Oh, they don't want to hear about Maui. They don't want to hear about uh, stuff falling apart here, people on the streets starving and everything. They're trying to take over the world. Don't worry, you know, they don't want to, we become a nuisance to them. And, and it's very obvious. And the borders open. They just let people. Who, what country ever did this where they just let people just walk in? You know, do they really care about us here? But their actions are showing that they do not. And but there's very, very passionate. Every day we see headlines. Another two billion here, four billion to Israel. Four, that's all they care about. You know, they are so focused on out there that they could care less about what's happening here. And this is the story of empires. This is why all the empires go under. They go bankrupt. They overextend themselves. Uh, you know, it, it'd be nice to be able to turn this around. But whether or not that's possible is, you know, it doesn't look like it. So we may be in, in for some hard times. It's fairly questionable. I, and, you know, I'm a novice student of history. And I, I like ancient history. I like Roman the Roman history, the Greek empire, all the empires. Mm. And, and what's unique about our empire is, these were thousand year or more empires. We've only been around, you know, less than 300 years here. Look at the, not only the, the, how we expanded the empire and the way that we do it, but look at, if you look at these empires, the moral decay of the societies, right? We have surpassed 
the moral decay of most of these these ancient empires i mean in many different ways and i think i think that that, that that's that's planned i mean i don't want to go out on on a limb too far here but i believe that's planned they they poison they poison the media okay they, you've got people they're watching netflix they're being programmed you know through the media our our food is gmo you know all the food is not healthy for you you really got to watch what you eat our water is not healthy and and it's just like you said, it's like they hate us. They hate us. And and what, what terrifies me, Chris, is after COVID, everybody complied like that. Yeah. And and it shows them that they can, with fear, make us comply. And this thing in the Middle East worries me a lot because I know it's coming next. The terror dogs are coming back. They're going to unleash the CIA terror dogs again. And it's going to be a big, big mess here. And, you know, I don't want to go too much further than that. But but I, I feel in my bones some kind of terror thing is going to happen and it's going to cost more lives. And we, we, we don't think about you got you got a lot of the, the, the army Yankee doodle dandy people. Oh, yeah, let's go over there and beat these Hodges up and blah, blah. blah. You're blowing up kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did a report the other day. I, I, I outlined the Rothschild mechanism formula. Right. And I showed pictures of kids after these wars. And that is is what really kills me about all this stuff the innocent loss of life look what i have chaldean friends look what we did to iraq we destroyed it literally and it's terrifying it's like the the, 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 the they're insane yeah yeah and if you if and nobody does this but if you go back and listen to the people oh it's going to be weeks perhaps months at most in iraq and they were going to turn us Iraq into a little America. There would be a McDonald's in every corner and little educated progressives walking around. None of that happened. Nothing. They destroyed the place. And they, you know, uh, it's it's a shame. And, and as you were talking about our the uniqueness of our empire, another thing I'd like to point out, out about our empire is it is there is no benefit to us, the people of the United States. It's not like our armies go out and they loot and plunder and they bring back billions of dollars. Look at this. And that would be wrong. I would never advocate something like that. Right. But they don't, you know, there is no benefit to the American people for what the U.S. government does overseas at all, other than we have to pay the cost. And not necessarily directly. It's not like we get a bill in the mail, but we get a bill when we go to the supermarket and it's triple the price because they printed money and destroyed the, the value of the dollar. That's how we're paying for it. So they're not sending us an invoice, but we're paying for it when your electric bill doubles and this and that, and your insurance doubles. That's how we pay for these wars. But, you know, most people don't make that connection. They don't the hidden the, tax yeah, of inflation. That's exactly what it is. It's a, it's uh, and that's tax. why they, they think that they can get away with this forever. But ultimately... The, the inflation gets so out of hand that, you know, it, it harms the currency. And, you know, that is a very big, de- that, that harms the economy uh, to a very great degree that I hope to God we never see. No, I, I agree. You know, you know, another thing I watched this year is when they passed the budget. A lot of people didn't catch this, but basically it's unlimited. The budget for the next two years, and, and, and the Republicans signed on, only a couple of Republicans didn't sign, I think it was Rand Paul and, and, and Mr. Massey there, they didn't sign on to this, but the Federal Reserve, they, they, they act like this. Over here, we got money over here, we got money over here, we got money over here.
like it's just it's no big deal it just grows on trees and you know it's okay we can just keep spending this money and the american people still i mean it's slowly they're catching it because they're they're starting to feel the pain right yeah. but but are they going to catch it in time that that that's my my question you know i mean do you think they'll they'll catch this in time or you know I, I i wish i had an answer to that i don't know i hope so doesn't look like it it looks you know part of human nature and this applies to me and everybody else is a lot of times you need to feel a little bit, feel the pain in order to change. And right now in America, people are still, despite the rising food costs, still very comfortable. Uh, you know, we still can eat and uh, we still have plenty of entertainment. So that one, but once that comfort goes away, and that's why there's so, you know, there is so much entertainment, uh, you know, there, there's an overabundance to keep people occupied. But once that stomach starts to growl, then the government's going to have some big problems on its hands because people are not as nice when they're hungry. So I hope that doesn't happen. But again, these these things are out of our control. We're trying to speak as best we can to convince as many people as we can, but we don't control the events. Uh, you know, uh, we just we have to adapt to them and do the best to survive with our families. But you know, we have, like I said, and like you have, and like I have, we have a little bit more than just survival we also want to get these ideas so other people can uh you know help themselves when times get tough you, you know I, I was listening to you today while i was working on the liberty report and you, you you had a great analogy you said i have the rosini family here right and this is the you know i live in this house and i have other families you know to my left and my right how would they like it if i walked into their house and start telling them you know, how to do things. And that's what this country does. And now we have built, you know, not only it, the blowback of the hate of the citizens of other countries, right? But we also have the blowback of the BRICS nations. They're all conglomerating right now. This is a very nerve wracking thing. If people don't understand in March, I believe that they're going to start letting Saudi Arabia is going to let China buy oil with their own currency. What that's going to do to the inflation, I mean, that right there, the dollars just don't disappear. They reappropriate. They're going to come back home, which means more money in the system, which means inflation is going to go up even higher because you look at the money velocity index. It doesn't really, It's not really moving fast right now, but it's here. And the more that comes back and reappropriates, the worse the inflation is going to get. We go around, tell people what to do, bully everybody, and now the BRICS nations are, are banding together. And this is, this is very scary. I, I mean, what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's natural. Like, if I use that that analogy that uh, that you just said, yeah, if I was to be the dictator of my neighborhood, it would, you know, perhaps a little time would go by, but then certain households would band together to overthrow me and get me out of the, you know, they would, their every waking moment would be uh, in trying to become independent of me. So this is what happens with our country. You know, our country. Uh, we were supposed to be a land of liberty and example, but then it turned into uh, the ideology change to perfecting the the world, perfecting the people here with a progressive government, and then perfecting the world. You know, this ideology that took place that, that A, man can make something perfect, which I believe is impossible, uh, but B, <laughs> that they're going to force it on people, which also is impossible. You know, I believe that our ideas that we're talking about here are superior, but I'm not going to force it on anybody. 
you know, I will speak them and whatever ears hear them, they're going to decide whether this is nonsense, heck with this guy, or be, or they will uh, try to apply it to their lives. And that's how it goes. Not you you go in with bombs and, uh, you know, think that you're going to remake somebody in your own image. You know, America is not God. Americans are not gods. They've proven it for 150 years. And, you know, the 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 results are disastrous. It creates hatred against us. It, you know, people out there hate us Americans. We don't support what our government does. But they hate us anyway because they associate with us. Well, you voted for them. This is who you are. You know, and that's, you know, that's how people are. They they group people together. Uh, you know, so, and it's a shame because we really do not support what our government does in our name. Russia M in Rumble says that too many people still have their head in the sand in this country. Then I have a question from uh, Chris Graves. He's a, he's a podcaster and a researcher. He does a lot of research for Don Jeffries, actually. Um, and I'm going to kind of phrase this in, in a little bit of a different way than he did, because like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to get anybody, you know, in the wrong light here, but. Does Mr. Rosini think that that RFK is just another puppet like the puppets that we have, you know, installed? I mean, here on here in the Tiger in the in the Tiger's Den, we're not fans of any of the previous presidents. We we feel that they're all puppets. You know, uh, I, I I not to be weird, but I don't even think we elect them. I think they're installed. I think there's a selection process that goes on um, for one reason or the other. I'm not sure if they are you know, controlled directly or if they're just kind of loosely controlled. But what do you, what do you think of RFK? Disappointment is the word that comes to mind. You know, he, uh, you know, he, he started out with talking about getting out of endless wars and, you know, it, it reminds me of JFK trying to, you know, have Entente with the Soviets. So, and his, and his father, uh, RFK's, so for him to flip like that, you know, what was the reason? Only he knows that or the people close to him know why he would do that. You know, when when this whole Israel thing started uh, where he did a full throated, you know, America has to be behind, you know, what Israel's doing, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of Americans are seeing what Israel's doing. They're like, no, we're not behind this. You know what I'm saying? This is not retribution for what Hamas is. This is. Uh, way, way over the top, and we're still at the beginning of this. So for RFK to have done that, I think it really harmed his campaign. Uh, that's all I really can say without knowing any other information. Just very, very disappointed in what he did. Right, I, I agree. He said some good things, and then, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things he said in the past and then that he's saying now that kind of, you know, it's kind of hard for a leopard to change his spots every now and then, or a tiger to straight change his stripes. But <laughs> so, you know, what else do I got here? Um, if anybody in the chat has a question, let me know, um, and and I'll get it to Chris. Uh, Risha says, "You go, go." She says, "Boom, Chris, you go. You know what's up." Thank you. So, so uh, Risha, I'm sorry, Risha. I've been used to seeing Risha. No, it's a Risha, Risha, like like Trisha. <laughs> anyway, um, let's see what else do we have here. I have a question for you. Now, I asked Greg. I had Gregory Manorino on the, on here, and mm -hmm. I had um, he writes for the Trends Journal, and I had um, I had Edward G. Griffin on here, mm -hmm. and all the, all you guys in the financial sphere and the Austrian economics, you know about bankers. Do you think the central banks on the BRICS side and the central banks in the Western Alliance? Do you think they're in cahoots? I don't think so, and I may be wrong about that because I don't know. 
But I don't think that Putin and Xi and everybody's in on this one globalist conspiracy. I know people believe that. Again, I could be wrong, so I'm not claiming to be right. I just don't. I I, I don't see that. I, I think that uh, these Putin and Xi and and other they they want to be left alone. From my, from what I can see and gather, they don't want to be Americanized, you know, and Americanized in the modern sense, not Americanized in the 1776 sense, right. modern, uh, you know, with woke. They don't want to be, go woke. So I, I don't think that they're all in cahoots. I think to to for everybody to be in cahoots is a big, you know, uh, you know, people in power they like power for themselves. They don't like surrendering it to other people. You know, they want to be the top dog. So for these other countries to surrender their sovereignty to, you know, Europeans or, or you know, I, I don't see it happening. Now, again, I could be wrong and I hope I'm not wrong, I, you know, because our world does not need a single world totalitarian government to rule over everyone. I think that's impossible. Uh, you know, our world is far too complex for such an idea. Uh, so I, I like to think that this, these nationalists, if you want to call them that, in these other nations are genuine. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's a, everybody pretty much says the same thing. Gre Gregory kind of fl flipped back and forth. He wasn't sure. It's a hard question, you know, mm. and, you know, because we know that, that, you know, like the Bank of England and the, and the Federal Reserve, they, they talk. Right. They, they, you know, you watch the interest rate rise and, you know, they, they kind of do things in unison. Similar to Israel and the, and, the, and the House of Saud over there in Saudi Arabia. A lot of people think that they're you know they're at each other's throats and they're not but um we've only got a couple of minutes left with you and that's a bummer but um here's uh here's uh two things i want to mention really quick before you go the first thing is what kind of hope can you give us i mean what 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 can my my viewers and th and this is not financial advice we we usually cover the markets and stuff i i very rarely have guests on, i have a tiger's den show that i do wednesdays and then i do this show on friday we very rarely have our guests on the Tiger and Snake Financial Report, but um, what kind of preparation and hope can you give the viewers? Well, uh, I'm a Catholic. I saw you put Catholic in your profile. Yeah, I'm a Catholic too. Okay. We did a show on so, Catholicism last Wednesday. Actually, okay. So as a Catholic, I, you know, have faith that and cannot despair because I'm not supposed to despair. Okay, so that that anchors me first. But also, if you look, at, you know, I know this isn't a religious conversation, but if you look at Christ, he had 12 disciples, okay? So that's all he needed to change the world. And that is a lesson for people like us. Right now, we're the minority opinion. But we don't need 12 million people. We don't need 12 billion, you know, there aren't 12 billion people. We don't need what, you know, the masses. We need... Uh, a small committed group of people that are committed to the to life and liberty and and that will uh influence the masses okay so I, i'm optimistic in that sense you know ron paul they they changed the rules they did all the dirty tricks and look at how many people he reached despite all of that even despite the media blackouts you know so the truth is very, very tough to suppress. That's why they spend billions and billions of dollars and propaganda and this and that and, and schools and universities to try to keep the truth down. I believe that it can't be kept down. Not It can be kept down for a little while, but ultimately it springs forward and you don't need you know 
because a lot of times we we can be discouraged. Oh, the people are all, you know, they're all sheep. They're all this and that. But, you know, you don't need, and that's why I go back to our religion, you don't need this enormous amount of people to change the world, you know? And we don't even need to change the world. We just want our country to go in a better direction than it's going now, you know, and the empire and, and leave other people alone and then leave us alone. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. So we don't need to change the world per se. We'll leave that for the bigger, you know, we'll let God do that. So I am optimistic, you know, but again, this is long-term optimism. We could be in for a world of pain in, in, before that. And, but we have to do whatever we can in our waking moments to help ease that, to help maybe things that we say, uh, will help it be not as harsh as it would have been if we kept our mouth shut. Absolutely. Um, another another book author uh, and, and and researcher, constitutional historian Vince Agnelli and I. Um, he actually, we have a resolution for restoration and peace and constitutional order that we're trying to get out to people and have them, you know, get it signed by as many people as they can and send it to their representatives. Do you think that that's you know a worthy cause? Should we or are we just wasting our time? No, I think everything is worthy. Uh, you know, the only unworthy thing is if you do nothing, you know, and a lot exactly. of times uh, you think, well, what do I, I only have a few Twitter. Fo-. That's all that then tell if there's 10 of them, then that's 10 people. But imagine having 10 people in a conversation in your room, you know, you could influence and then they it's it, it goes without our knowing what happens, you know, when they talk to others and, and influence others. You know, we never you never hear about it. But everything counts, no matter how small or how big of an audience you have. And if and politicians, they care about their jobs first and foremost. And they like it when people don't care about anything because then they do whatever they want. So if they get a couple of letters, well, something must be changing in the minds of the people. And, and they'll pay attention, you know, because they're used to nobody paying attention. So I do think that that's valuable. And, uh, nice, you know, you, nice. you, you never know what can happen. I've kept you three minutes, almost four after over what I told. I'm very sorry. No, um, no t- time is our most valuable commodity. That's my saying here on the Tigers Den. You know, we try not to waste it. But closing thoughts before you go. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your show. You know, thank goodness that you're out there. You know, I, I look through your list that you're you're doing your your thing, and that that is awesome. So, c- congrats to you. And if anybody is interested in what I have to say, tune into the Ron Paul Liberty Report. It's on Rumble, just like this show is. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll add some value to your life. Chris, thank you so much for that. And thank you for thank you for being here. And hopefully maybe in the future we can get you back on again. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you, Chris. Have a good night, sir. You too. Bye bye. Yep. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, there was Chris Rosini from the Ron Paul Liberty Report. What a pleasure that was, and uh, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that. And um, really quick, you guys know, um, usually I I didn't do it. um, I didn't do it because we had him and we had limited time with him. Um, So um, I didn't want to waste too much of his time. But you guys know I like to share a little bit of music and stuff like that. I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to uh, play Audi's commercial. Uh, and then we're going to, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to listen to a little bit of music and then I'm going to run through the markets really quick and a little bit of financial news. And then I'm going to dip out of here and eat some lobster ravioli. I believe tonight is on the, on, in the sitting there waiting in the pot for me. So check this out. Check this out. 
new music, classic artists. That's how we do it here at Modern Retro Radio. Lenny Kravitz has just released his 11th studio album. Here is the ever-enduring pop genius, Beck. Giving you the latest from Cheryl Crow. Lindsey Buckingham. Marilyn Manson. This is garbage. This is garbage. A song called Blood for Papa. Robert Crane. He's channeling Al Green. Brand new music Brand from new Parliament Funkadelic. Back in the 1980s and 1990s, we knew him as Terrence Trent Darby. This is Taylor Dane. I'm vaguely familiar with him. The new album from Slash, Phil Collins, covers the four tops. Metallica's 2016 double album, Hardwired to Self Destruct. Here we got Aerosmith with Beyond Beautiful. Pretty good stuff, eh? Here's some more good stuff. Now, again, sometimes I listen to things in other languages, but that doesn't mean that it's bad. Give you a couple minutes of this, ladies and gentlemen. I am muted. Sorry about that. Anyways, I was saying hello to everybody in the chat. I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, want to take too much attention away from Chris, so I was trying to monitor the chat. I didn't. I didn't want to give you guys everybody the rundown. We had limited time. But Karen Carpenter, Jason Barker, White Wolf, Tom Cooper, Chris Graves, a mastodon of researchers, and it looks like we have. I think Rhonda Tate as well, and Mr. Vince Agnelli, Karen Carpenter too, and in uh, Rumble we've got. Is my rumble working on my channel, guys? I don't think it is. No, it's not. For some reason, it crashed out. Oh, we had Levi over there. We've got um, in the TNP chat, we got Way Cool Snoopy, Chris Graves, and Risha M. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for viewing. Um, yeah, it was uh, a pretty big guest, and it was uh, 
that that was exciting. He was very cool to come on. So, um, anyways, back to the report. Um, let's see what we got going on here. We are going to go to the markets. Um, they said something about the GDP, ladies and gentlemen. The GDP was outstanding. And I just like to point out to everybody that the GDP, if you take away military spending, is probably in the negative because that's where all the money is going. Um, but just wanted to let you know. And the bond market, as usual, this is what we look at here in the Tiger's Den. Um, it is <laughs> gotten bought up again. And, and long behold, the relative strength of the dollar dropped a little bit. So these are the formulas that cause destruction to the stock market. And since we've started this engagement, in Israel, um, the markets are fine. They're down a little bit today. We got the S&P 500 down 53 points marginal. NASDAQ down 222 points marginal. Dow Jones Industrial marginal down 286. We're still in that 33,000 range. So they're partying on Wall Street. Their, their crack pipes are out and their champagne bottles are popping. They're, they're having a lot of fun over there. Um, like I said, the relative, the relative strength of the dollar is down a little bit. Volatility index just bunched. It's up a nudge, 0.31 points, not even a half a percentage point. Tech stocks down a little. Oil down 88.28. That's not good. The booby, well, just wait till things really go off in, in the Middle East. The the oil will devastate us. The, the price of gas will devastate us. And if you checked out of that really cool report Jason did yesterday uh, with Mr. Nichols and Mr. Harlan Stonewall, we have a supply chain uh, disaster coming on the way, and gasoline and diesel fuel is going to be a huge part of that. Gold. Gold went up almost half a percent. Silver went up almost 2%. Well, 1.5%. One, one We're at 23.35. Gold at 1980.90. was a pretty good year in Tiger's life. Anyway, I was just a little Tiger running around not caring about any of this crap. Crypto is pretty much where it's at. Even keel. Not a lot, you know. That that's good. I I I hope we are not on the eve of uh, destruction. That that's a good thing. I agree with you, Karen. I'm, I'm hoping that we're not. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, I think that um, copper stayed down. Mister Agnelli is telling me, Vince, you want me to put a ticker up for copper so we check that too when we're up here. That's not a problem. Am I muted, Chris? That's not good. I'm not muted. Can you guys hear me? Let me know in the YouTube chat, please. Okay. Uh, Jason Barker says he can hear me. He has bionic ears. He has foxhole ears. Anyway, let me get rid of this damn screen. I was checking chats, but so that's where we're standing there. Um, I think uh, today was more of uh, I was I was more excited to have Mr. Rosini on, and uh, I, I wanted to focus on him. Old old song Tiger Roger McQuinn. I will check that out if you can forward it to me. Um, you know how to get old of me, Miss Carpenter. Um, but I did also. I thought I had something uh, pulled up for us that would kind of be humorous. So um, thank you, Karen. She says I sound okay. She can hear me. But um, you guys know who Hogan's Heroes are? Anybody, you guys like the Hogan's Heroes? I'm going to play some Hogan's Heroes for everybody. Uh, check it out. Hi, Schultz. Come and tell me, 
he's very angry at you. He'll get over it, Chills. Got a gift for you from Carter. Yeah? He's made you an honorary chief of the Sioux tribe. It's also giving you a new name, Schultz. What, 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 what? You are now Big Chief Running Bear who goes swift and sure to Beer Garden. Or you could be Big Fat Schultz who goes swift and sure to Russian Front. <laughs> Colonel Hogan, you and your men are restricted to barracks and all privileges are canceled. Why? Because the lights were still on at 10.30. It's not every night, sir. We get a chance to see a German truck barbecue. I can assure you, Hogan, we will find those saboteurs. He took my feather. So we scalp him. Somebody beat us to it. <laughs> Look on his face. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. Follow the regulations. You must follow the regulations. Um, <laughs> I love it. Guys, it's going to be a little bit shorter of a report tonight. Um, I've been having issues on Fridays. I've been scrambling uh, to get this done, and uh, I don't like that. I like to give you guys a good report. I'm, I'm, I don't think... Uh, it's very stressful for me because I'm, you know, usually, you know, my gigs have changed up a little bit. So um, I'm, I'm going to move the tiger and the snake uh, financial report to Sunday nights um, at 8 PM. Um, it's just something I got to do. I just, uh, it's, it's better for me. Um, and it'll be better for the viewers because I'll be able to give you um, a little bit better of a, a, it won't, it's not like I'm rushing them, but the problem is, is it's just like the pressure is stressing me out and I don't, I don't need any added stress in my life right now. So, um, I just, you know, I, I appreciate you guys being patient with me and, and hopefully you're not going to get too upset that I'm going to move this over to uh, Sunday at 8 PM. And it gives me a little bit more time to look, look through things and analyze them a little bit better, you know, cause I'm working now, you know, at another place, I'm not sitting here at home working. And even the days I was here at home, it was really stressful just to get, get everything done and get everything rolling. So I just want to let everybody know that. Um, and thank you everybody for watching. Sorry about my rumble for some reason did not take off. I, I don't understand why, um, go figure on a, on a night like this, but I'll, I'll repost this interview, um, which was great, um, on, on the rumble. And, um, I want to thank once again, everybody for viewing, you know, uh, Chris, the mastodon of researchers, Risha M way cool. Snoopy, um, Jason Barker, Tom Cooper, Rhonda Tate, Karen Carpenter. Thank you all very much for viewing. Mr. Vince Agnelli. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget about the restoration of peace and constitutional order. Please, please, please go to the Public Wheel Substack and check it out and download it and get it somewhere where people might sign it. Please do that, please. Or you can go to Angry Tigers Newsletter or you can go to the Knights of the Storms website. And, you know, check out our friends. Um, the New Prisoners had a great show today. They've teamed up with AM Wake Up. And uh, that's that's a great thing going on. And they're on at 10 a.m. in the morning on Fridays, Eastern Time. 
Then you got um, you got Jason Barker in the foxhole um, and uh, at uh, Thursdays at uh, 8 p.m. Want to check that out? You got Angus Mustang in his event horizon. I got to get the times for that so I know what's going on. Um, one more thing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I've already sent a couple of patches or a, a couple of batches of mushrooms out to people who are subscribing to my uh, my Substack. And I want to uh, thank everybody who has subscribed to my Substack. If you become a paid subscriber, it's just five bucks a month. I will send you some harvested morel mushrooms. I harvested them myself from the wild. So check that out. And as you can see, like I'm doing things like, I, you know, that money, I'm not blowing it on, on dumb stuff or on myself. I'm doing things to make production better. I'm trying to get my I've got the background. I've got a bigger one of those. I just threw this up for tonight because we had Chris coming on, but I've got a bigger background of the exact same thing I'm going to put up. I Any monies that I get will go towards the show. That's what they're going to go towards. They're, I'm not trying to, like, grip. You guys know that. Um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, remember, time is your most valuable commodity. Try not to waste it. Cherish it. Use it wisely. Spend it doing something you love with someone you love or improving yourself preferably all three of those things ladies and gentlemen god bless one of all one and all thank you for viewing and uh we'll see you on wednesday 8 p.m we have the addiction episode coming up anybody wants to get in on that uh dm me on twitter or email me at that little address you see right below my name angry tigers then at gmail.com ladies and gentlemen until we meet again your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely until we meet again.